I'm so tired. There's not enough hours in the day. Bullshit excuses. I've got too much to do. I have to work late. I have to run the kids around. The bullshit excuses. I have to get up early tomorrow. They end now. This is fitness for nine to fivers. You work day-to-day jobs. In fact, you may even have two, and you've been trying to fit in a healthy lifestyle. We have the solution. This is Fitness for 9 to Fivers. And this is Andrew Marsham. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Fitness for 9 to Fivers podcast. Today, we have a very special guest in the form of Mr. Matt Hill. Um, he is going to be talking to us today a bit about how he stepped on stage in the MPC, which is a category over in America, or sorry, a federation over in America, beats the classic physique, he's got an incredible physique as well, and also works this around his job in the military Air Force, um, or sorry, the US Air Force. Um, so he's going to be talking to us a bit about that and talking us through things today. Matt, how are you doing today, mate? Oh, I'm good. Good, how are you? I'm doing very well, thanks mate, I'm doing very well. Before we get into that with Matt, what I'm going to say is, remember, anyone who would like, um, who leaves a review below, or screenshots this and tags me in their stories, gets a completely free coaching call, and also if you want a copy of my 95ers Fat Loss Guide, it is in the description below, the show notes, sorry, and we'll go from there. So Matt, do you want to tell us a bit about yourself, your background, how you live your lifestyle around the gym and things? Nursing a bit of an injury at the moment, I believe, but other than that, how you would normally prep for a competition? Just give us a week an introduction about who you are, etc., and we'll go from there. Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, so I uh, I grew up on the west coast of uh, of the U.S. Um, in Seattle, and um, yeah, and when I was 19, I joined the military, and um, I'd actually never touched a weight in my life until uh, yeah, until I was about 19. Um, and I was actually, I was just going to a wedding and, uh, I wanted to look a little better and, you know, and, uh, maybe, maybe get, get a little bigger, you know, fill out, fill out a suit a little better. Um, so I started lifting with a buddy of mine, um, who was doing, he'd been a fitness model before the military and such. And so I started lifting with him and then, um, yeah, I, 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 uh, I put on about 20 pounds in like, I don't know, eight months. Nice. And, uh, and yeah, and lost a bit of fat as well. And so, um, well then I went to the wedding and a, a lot of people noticed, noticed that I'd gotten a lot, a lot bigger and, uh, I liked it and I was like, Oh, I'm going to keep doing this. <laughs> um, <laughs> <Why not? laughs> yeah. But then part of it too was, uh, being in the military, you know, fitness is a big part of it. And, uh, I started to notice that, you know, the more I was in the gym, the easier my, my physical fitness tests were. And just, uh, it used to be something I dreaded, you know, like, taking my physical fitness test like every six months. And, but, uh, after I started lifting and stuff, it got a lot easier. And so I was like, well, I was kind of benefiting on both sides there. Nice. Nice. So did you start, did you actually join the military before you started getting into the gym and stuff? Yeah. I had never lifted a weight in my life right. when I, yeah. So I'm actually currently, um, about 85. To, sorry. <laughs> We've got um, a cat, cat trying to yeah. Introduce it, introduce itself to the podcast, Ian. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, I had never, I had never touched a weight in my life um, before yeah. I joined the military, and um, I'm actually uh, about 85 pounds heavier now than really. 
Yeah, when I first started lifting. Oh man, that's some difference. I'm yeah, about, and I, I'm about when I odd from when I started. Fucking eighty-five is impressive, man. Yeah, I found out it was pretty. I don't know, just genetics or whatever. I it's pretty easy to put on weight for me. Um, cutting has always been difficult. Right. But um, I I I have to stay like a hundred percent perfect on my diet in order to get results when I'm when I'm you know yeah. uh, on prep. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I know guys that, you know, they can slack off a bit here and there and they're, they're still going to be lean, but that's, that's not me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. So started, started lifting then and, uh, yeah. And then I, I've really not stopped in like six years. Nice. Nice, man. So, yeah. I like it. Yeah. You've got an incredible physique for someone who's been, been in the gym six years. Um, made really good progress, man. The, the, Matt's, Matt's Instagram will be linked at the end and we'll get him to shout it out as well. It'll be linked below, sorry, um, for anyone who wants to go and have a look, of course. Um, so, what did what did your, um, how did your training and nutrition look when you were putting on that first 20 pounds? We've got a lot of people listening who are probably starting out in the gym, not too sure what to do, trying to build a bit of muscle. How did you put on, you know, 20 pounds in such a short period of time? What did the training look like? What did the nutrition look like? What was that kind of first thing yeah. like? Um, well, with the, the nutrition side of it, I actually didn't know much. Um, all I knew was like the, the kind of the pro knowledge, like eat protein and yeah. yeah, eat lots of food. And uh, so I, I uh, you know, I kind of just did my own research on uh, YouTube and different forums and such. And uh, kind of just saw like tried a couple different types of uh, diets and uh, just not really diets, more just like, um, structuring, how am I going to structure my meals and stuff and such? Um, I was eating a ton of eggs, uh, a ton of protein shakes and a ton of chicken. <laughs> and, um, when I was first starting out in the military, my schedule wasn't very convenient for all of that. So I would just eat a lot of like tuna and, um, tuna at work just cause it's easier. I can take it yeah. in the packets and stuff. And yeah. So, I mean, I really, the big difference in my nutrition, I, I wasn't following a plan or anything. I wasn't, you know, I was just eating a lot of protein and, um, uh, I, I'm sure my carbs went up as well, but yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't really know what I was doing the nutrition side of it. And I was just kind of following my buddy. And, um, and then a lot of, a lot of, uh, a lot of the ways I learned how to lift was, uh, I would just go to like popular YouTubers channels and they would, they'll have like, you know, a day, like a chest day and, and, you know, it'd be a 20 minute video or so, but I'd go through and uh, watch the video on my phone and just screenshot every exercise that they were doing and then just copy them. And, um, you know, I was doing that with, uh, Callum Von Moger, uh, Bradley Martin, some of the original, like, you know, fitness YouTubers, um, Christian Guzman and, yeah, so I just would copy them. When it comes down to it, I I I, I believe that lifting is just it's pretty simple. It's it's uh, it's you know I, I have a lot of people that try and talk to me about how they can't put on weight or they can't lose weight or they can't grow muscle or something. And like it's literally just science. You just gotta you just gotta stick and be consistent. Consistency. You just have to be consistent. That's that means. And, and the results don't come like super fast. I mean, maybe the first year in like the newbie gains, you know, you could put on some decent size there, maybe 20 pounds or so in a year. But after that, like, I mean, from last year to this year, I, I've only cha changed my physique maybe 10 pounds. Yeah. But it's a whole different look. I almost had no legs last year. <laughs> 
Um, well, not last, 2018. 2018, my legs were one of my weakest points in my physique. But I knew I wanted to do a classic physique, and I had to bring it up. So just changing, the, uh, getting a good coach is one thing when you're competing. Course. But then changing, changing the way you're lifting exercises you're doing, you know, kind of stressing different areas of whatever muscle. And now my, at my shows last year in 2019, the judges said that my, show, my legs might have been a little too big for classic physique. And that was just in one year. So, and, but I didn't change much in weight. And so that's why a lot of people think like, oh, you must be like 20, 30 pounds heavier now. And I'm like, no, I'm roughly the same weight. You can totally transform your physique and stay the same weight if, you're, if that's one of your goals. Yeah. And, and you nailed it there, to be honest. See with the consistency. That, that's yeah. what it's all about. Like, you want to get leaner, consistently eat less and move more. Like, you yeah, want exactly. Bigger, you want to get bigger, consistently lift heavier weights, do more reps and eat yeah. more food. Like, it's... Exactly, it's, and it's all it takes. Hundred percent, and and it's yeah. that level of consistency. Some people just can't hack it, and as you said, yeah. as well, muscle building can be a slow process. You know, for sure, and it does not happen overnight. You know, it's not one of these things that you wake up tomorrow and you're fifteen pounds heavier, and it's all muscle. Right. Um, so it's just that consistency. Yeah, yeah. What I'd like to get into is now how you, you train around your, your job. So obviously this is the Fitness for 95ers podcast. So, but, and it's more just based around people who work, but, you know, real jobs, you know, kind of average person trying to build about muscle. How do you work your training and nutrition around the military lifestyle that you, that you currently work? What does your, your day look like? How does your training yeah. And just gonna go into that for us if you don't mind. Yeah, so it, um, it varies from when I'm on prep to not on prep. Yeah. Um, also I am in the air force and, um, in the U S uh, there's a lot of jokes among the military branches about the air force being called the chair force. Uh, you know, we, we have a lot more office jobs type and a lot of behind the scenes type of stuff, which is exactly what my job is. I, you know, I, I, I'm not necessarily what you would imagine when you think of the military. Yeah. I, I, I work behind the scenes a lot. So, uh, my schedule is pretty convenient for, lifting and um we actually mandated we actually get an hour and a half a day during our shift so i work about like 10 yeah yeah so i get about 10 hours uh, uh 10 hour shifts 10 hour shifts um they vary sometimes sometimes it's eight sometimes it's 12 but um most of the time it's between eight and 10 hour shifts and yeah they let us uh as long as we're not busy and you know um i work in aviation so as long as you know we're not flying a bunch um yeah, I can go, I can go to the gym during shift and, um, you know, we have showers and stuff at work. So that, that makes it nice. You just, uh, go to the gym during shift and, uh, that works. So when I'm on prep, what I'll do is, um, uh, I go to work at six in the morning and, um, I'm off at three. So when I'm on, when I'm on a prep, I like to do fasted cardio. Yep. Um, now fasted cardio has, it's never been really proven to like necessarily burn like, mm-hmm. Yeah, but I just, um, I just like doing it that way. Um, it might just be a mental thing, but I feel leaner when I do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like posing after doing fasted cardio. Um, I just, well, you have nothing in your system. There's no water, there's no food. You can pull a vacuum really nice. And, um, yeah, so it's just, uh, I think it's a mental thing partially. Um, I know a lot of people swear that you can lose more fat by, doing fasted cardio, but, um, 
I only do fasted cardio or post-workout cardio. Yeah. So uh, how my coach explains it is you don't want anything in your system that's going to take the, uh, that your, your body's going to use as energy other than fat. So if you do the, if you do the uh, cardio before your workout, then you're using your energy and glycogen stores for cardio as opposed to for your muscles. Whereas if you were to lift first, you'd use all those for your muscles and then you would burn fat after that. So, or fasted cardio, you have nothing in your system. So there's nothing, there's nothing to burn except for fat. So anyways, that's kind of a a little rabbit hole about cardio, (laughs) but, um, yeah, so I'll do, uh, I'll wake up at, um, you know, three 30 in the morning and do, do 45 minutes of cardio at home on the, just walking on the treadmill. Really. That's all I do. Um, treadmill, treadmill and stairs. Um, that's all I do. And, um, so 45 minutes in the morning before work and then, um, like this is when I'm deep in prep and then I will go lift, um, during or after work and, uh, do 45 minutes after lifting then, or, you know, however much my coach tells me to do. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, and we start, we start with a very low amount of cardio at the beginning because, you know, if you get your body, if you, if you start prep, 16 weeks out or so and you're doing an hour and a half a day where do you go from there exactly so <laughs> yeah you can't go anywhere from there so where you can but it's, you'll end up doing three hours of cardio a day and that's, that's just miserable <laughs> yeah so uh yeah so we start about 20 minutes a day at the beginning of prep and then um about every week we add 10 minutes and then uh once we get to about an hour and a half so two 45 minute sessions that's a that's about it um I had two shows this year and I think in between the shows, the first show, um, I wasn't quite as lean as I wanted to be. And so, um, really just in my midsection, but, um, so in between the two shows, I did, uh, about three hours of stairs a day just for one week. Um, but it caused a bit of a difference and I was down like six pounds in a week on stage. So it, it, it caused a difference. And then the second show, I looked a lot better and placed a lot better. So, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, but, uh, it fits in pretty well with the military lifestyle. Um, you know, fitness is, fitness is very much encouraged in yeah. the military. So it is nice that, uh, people are understanding. And then the people I work with as well, I have a very small shop and I'm, uh, you know, the more rank you make as well, the more kind of lenience you have with that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, it's nice cause everyone's pretty understanding about, um, especially when I'm on prep, they all know I compete. <laughs> they all know, like, I'm going to be, I'm going to be eating every two hours. I'm going to be, you know, and, uh, yeah, so it's, it's nice. It's, uh, people are pretty understanding with it. Excellent. Excellent. That's good. And that, that, that having something like that must be a massive benefit, you know, yeah, uh, like that in your side. Um, but what are some of, I mean, obviously going into it now, bodybuilding show especially the level you're doing it is you know it's it's elite and in all honesty it really is so what are some of the kind of challenges that you face um as you're getting towards the end of that prep obviously body fat slow energy is probably going to be low you're not going to be at your best are you you know Uh, what are some of the biggest challenges that you face just living day to day when you're in those depths and how do you best go about dealing with them? Um, yeah, so I, I'll start with nutrition. Yeah. Some challenges I, challenges I face with nutrition are I like sweets. 
Um, <laughs> you and me, so that, you and me, yeah. chocolate is my weakness. Yeah, chocolate <laughs> and, and candy and such. Yeah, it's it's one of my weaknesses. So I have to find ways to have sweet stuff where it's not going to affect you know prep or my my physique. So um, a lot of times, uh, you know, a lot of people don't don't think soda is very good for you. But if you drink a, like a diet soda, yeah. Um, it's it's not going to ruin anything. It's not going to affect prep at all. So like, I'll if I'm really craving something bad, I will I'll drink a diet soda and it'll help a lot because it's sweet but it's zero calories. Yeah. And so that helps a bit. Um, as long as I'm I one a day max. Like I'm not going to do any more than that. Um, <clears throat> just because it does affect your digestion. So um, you don't want to drink too many of those. But uh, the other thing is um, Jello. Oh, the t- the low calorie ones. Yeah. yeah, they got they got these five calorie yeah, jellos. Exactly, you've 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 nailed the two that I go to as well. When that when yeah. I when I get lean, I'm currently prepping for a photo shoot, not quite a bodybuilding show, but sure. with to like at night if I'm sitting about or like if I'm doing some work or stuff in the house and there's things there, like the two go tos for me, the the the, the zero cal drinks like Coke Zero or something like that. Yep. Is, as you said, or the jelly, the jelly pots. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and um, a lot of people have never heard of that stuff. Uh, especially friends I even knew knew that were doing shows as well, and I would t- tell them about it and be like, "Well, if you, if you like Jello, like there's five calorie Jellos, and it even has one gram of protein." So, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'll eat the I'll do the Jello and the and then um for seasoning like seasoning most of the time seasoning doesn't have any calories yeah but um nobody get fat so, jelly powder that's 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 my that's my yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. nobody gets fat <laughs> and seasoning <laughs> yeah yeah i'll use popcorn seasoning um yeah. in the u.s uh so in the u.s we've got um i'm trying to see it look in my kitchen see if i have any uh it's called mr colonel and um it's like they have a ton of different flavors that, uh, for popcorn. So uh, it's just a dry powder. Right, okay. And uh, they have flavors like white cheddar, garlic parmesan, butter, nacho cheese, like jalapeno. like Yeah. All these different flavors. They're really good on rice and vegetables. And, um, like, and all my coworkers kind of thought it was crazy when I first started doing it. And they're like, you're using popcorn seasoning on like your chicken and your rice and i'm like yeah it works though like zero calorie all it has is sodium so uh yeah so like i started doing that and that that's honestly a game changer because it uh i oh the other thing is asparagus i eat a lot of asparagus when i'm getting towards the end of prep and uh <clears throat> asparagus with the white cheddar is like when i eat that when i'm not on prep really? <laughs> it's really yeah it's really good it's very good i, I bake my asparagus and then i season it with the white cheddar afterwards right before i eat it it's really good and um yeah like i said i eat it when i'm not on prep um i had some friends over to watch some football and uh they were i was on prep and i was making it and they asked what i was making and i was like oh it's just asparagus and they're and i was like do you like asparagus and they're like yeah it's good and i was like you should try this and so they did and then like we ended up going through like a pound of asparagus <laughs> so they, were, they were blown away they were like this is amazing so i'll need to see if i can get get a hold of that i'm actually, I'm actually yeah, pretty sure you can order it on amazon i'm actually going to make a note yeah <laughs> i've got a notebook here 
Well, yeah, well, Mr. Colonel's, uh, with spelled with a K, Colonel's uh, popcorn seasoning. So definitely, mate. I'm keeping. I'm keeping a note of that, and I'm going to give yeah. it a try. If I give it a try, I'll, I'll be sure to let you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's uh, so nutritionally. That's some of the the challenges I face. Uh, it's just you know I have a really bad sweet tooth, so yeah, I got to find ways to I got to find ways to get around that and to make sure that I'm not you know, caving in or, and then the other thing is eating every two hours. If I eat every two hours, I'm good. Um, I usually don't crave much. I'm, I'm, I'm solid, but you know, with life, sometimes you, you know, things come up. You can't, you can't really eat every two hours. So, uh, yeah, if I go for longer than two hours, then, uh, that's when I start craving stuff and it gets bad. Um, and then the other thing is not for me is I can't go shopping while I'm hungry. Oh, I know. Of course. I have to eat. I have to eat right before I go. And then, and then I'll be, and then I'll be fine. I'll be, I won't be walking around the store looking at everything I can't eat. Um, <laughs> and not so yeah, so, yeah. So nutritionally, those are some of the challenges I've, I've faced, but, um, I mean, really it just depends on like how bad you want, um, to compete and to, to achieve your goals. So uh, for me, I, I don't want to look, I don't want to look dumb on stage. Yeah. So, um, that's, that's kind of the motivating factor as well is like, do I like, I'm I'm about to, like on however many weeks I'm about to be mostly naked in front of a bunch of strangers and the judges and fellow competitors and I don't want to look stupid so I want to look as best as I can so Brilliant. Uh, I think you've touched on a really good point there because when I mean myself I've currently got a photo shoot booked so that's that's for the 27th of April and as yeah. you said when you book or enter a bodybuilding show or something like that now most people listening to this are never going to enter a bodybuilding show that's fine but if you book a holiday or you book a photo shoot or something, yeah. there's a date in the diary, there's something there that's going to motivate you, then it yeah. makes such a difference. You know, it's a complete game changer to, oh, I might see how Lena can get over the next eight weeks or so. But if you're yeah. doing something where the commitment's there, completely changes that mindset. Yeah. And that's, uh, so that's why like being on prep for me is probably one of the easiest times of my life. Yeah. Because everything is structured, everything is straightforward. I I'm not going out drinking. <clears throat> I'm not going out eating. There's no like there's no question of anything. What's it, what I know exactly what to expect. So for me, one of the more bigger challenges is when I'm off prep. Um, especially right after the show, you know, you want to eat all this food that you haven't been able to eat and stuff, but yeah. you gotta you gotta like kind of calm down because if you if you if you do it too fast, it can be bad. Like after my second show. I, uh, I, I ate too much and, uh, I, it, it was, it was way too much. And I started to like, um, I was eating way too many carbs and just eating like whatever I wanted for like a week after the show and which isn't really healthy, but, uh, I started to get like high blood pressure and, um, like swollen ankles and such. And I was like, Oh, like I can't do this. So I, you know, I took some water cutters, did a bunch of cardio for like two days and then I was fine. But yeah, just coming off prep has always been a little difficult for me. Um, and uh, so what I do is I, I try and um, just create another goal. So whether it's not necessarily competing, I, I need, I need, I'm the, I'm the type of person that needs a goal. So I need a deadline, like you said, whether it's a vacation or a photo shoot or I need something. So um, uh, last year or last off season, I was going to do a, a powerlifting meet. And cause I like lifting heavy, um, I, I squat deadlift and bench pretty heavy. So I was like, well, Hey, like there's a powerlifting meet in my town, <clears throat> just a local one. 
So I'm, I'm going to sign up for it. And so there was probably two months after my show that I didn't have a goal. And I started to notice my diet started to slip yep. and, you know, my cardio started to slip and just my motivation in general started to slip. And then as soon as I, as soon as I signed up for that powerlifting meet, I was like, it was all back. And I was all like, it's a different goal. It's, you know, it's different, uh, different style of eating, different style of lifting. But, um, I actually ended up not even doing the powerlifting meet because, um, my Achilles started to bother me and I didn't want to risk it. Um, cause if I, if I hurt myself doing that, then I would be able to compete. So I didn't, I didn't want to risk it. So I, I pulled out, I didn't do it, but, um, uh, just training heavy like that for probably three, four months, um, and adding deadlifts back into my re uh, regime. Like it, uh, yeah, it, um, it kind of, it, it helped my legs a lot, which as you can see on my Instagram, like from 2018 to 2019, my legs were probably the biggest yeah, difference in my physique. And, um, I think that lifting heavy and training for that powerlifting show really helped bring on that size. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, just having a goal, um, really is like one of the challenges for me. I, I need a goal. If I don't have a goal, that's when my, my will and my, my drive starts to slip. And, uh, yeah, so it's, Spot but, uh, you're, you're spot on. I mean, everyone's the same. When when you've got a goal, when there's a consequence, when there's a sacrifice, when you've wrote something down, or there's a deadline there, right? Yeah, weird, you know, it just changes the game so much. Getting yeah. accountable to that deadline, getting accountable to that day, you know. Um, so one kind of thing I'd also like to ask you on as well: getting to that stage lean condition, as you said, when you when you're on prep, like you're not doing it, you're not going out, you're not drinking, you're not doing. How can you get yourself into such a laser-focused mindset? Is there any any tactics that you use, or is it just right? I've booked this. It's time for me to make the start. I'm on prep. How do you go about switching from that mindset, um, or, or how do you go about switching the mindset element from off to to on and completely focused? Yeah. So really it's, uh, for me, it's just, uh, I gotta, uh, the, the, having the show is, is a big part of it, um, for me. And then uh, also part of, <clears throat> also part of it is, uh, I want to, I just, the first time I ever competed, I remember getting this feeling when I saw abs for the first time <laughs> and yeah, I just remember this feeling of like, I've been lifting for so long and this is kind of like what I'm striving for. And it's this, this feeling of finally accomplishing a physique that you're proud of and you're, you know, comfortable taking your shirt off at the gym and yeah. at, at the beach and whatever. Um, not at the gym. I don't take my shirt off at the gym. That's <laughs> you're like, that's, that's a very uh, douchey thing to do. But anyways, um, yeah. So then like, and then um, I, I, for me, a part of it, uh, that makes it easier to stay in that folk, that mindset is, uh, just being able to see like how much better I can be than last year. And I, I know how I looked last year. I know how I, I, how certain body parts looked and how everything turned out. How can I like all this work I've put in, in the off season, I want to see, I want to see the difference. I want to see how much better I look and just having that feeling of like, this is my physique that I want. And I, I, that's part of it. And I know I, I, some people will say that that's vain or, or, but like for me, it's just, it's, it's a part of lifting and you're trying to achieve that you're, you're lifting for health reasons as well. But like, yeah. you know, some of us 
a big part of it that motivated me to even start lifting was to get bigger. Yeah, nothing wrong with wanting to look good, Matt. Absolutely. No, it's not. And uh, I don't think it should be hammered in any way, shape, or form. You know, yeah. if you're, if you're putting the work in, if you're showing up day to day with a goal in mind of looking better, by all means, you fucking deserve it. You know. Yeah, and uh, so that's that's a big part of it for me. Is I just want I want to look good, and I want to I want to be proud of my physique, and you know, be be like be proud of like, you know, being one of the biggest guys in the gym. Like that's, you know, so, um, but yeah, competing, standing on stage, that's a, that's a huge, that's the, the biggest motivating factor for me. I, I just thoroughly enjoy the whole process of competing yeah. and just the day before of like tanning and all that. I mean, I don't enjoy the spray tan, but uh, <laughs> it's a bit frustrating getting tanning stuff on everything. But, uh, just the day of like, you know, waking up, eating a bunch of waffles in the morning just to get your pump and, you know, going backstage and meeting other competitors and then being on stage and doing your routine. Like I just thoroughly enjoy that. And I have found that that's like, that's the hobby that I, it's, that's what I enjoy doing. That's so, that's um, that's a, it's a big part of it. Just, uh, I, you know, in bodybuilding may not be what everybody wants to do. And, when I was younger and I was a teenager and I first gotten into lifting, you know, it was the typical, like you kind of, you know, you talk, talk bad about power lifters or talk bad about CrossFitters and all that. But now I, I, you know, being a little older, I'm just like, well, you know, everyone's, everyone's doing what they do for a different reason. And, um, in the end of it, it's all really the same thing. We're all working out and using weights and exercise to achieve our physique or achieve a different goal. And, uh, you know, I have respect for every type of, every type of lifting and every type of fitness thing that people do. Cause I, every single aspect, every single one of them takes motivation. It takes drive. It takes passion. It takes, you know, just, um, having a goal and sticking to it. And so, yeah, it's, uh, um, it's just one of those things you got to find what you enjoy. You got to find your thing. And, um, you know, for me it was bodybuilding. And, you know, and I found that, luckily I found that, but, um, yeah, so that's, that's, that's the main part of it for me is if, if you find what you're passionate about and you, and you enjoy at the end of the day, um, that'll be your motivation. So. Absolutely, mate. Absolutely spot on. Love it. Um, just some excellent points. They're just setting that goal. Find what you're passionate about. And it's, I talk about this quite a lot when it comes to training as well. Finding finding something you enjoy, whether it's bodybuilding, CrossFit, powerlifting, maybe it's going to run, you know, maybe it's what, what's, yeah. whatever it is, you know. Um, if you can find something that you're passionate about that's getting you to your health and fitness goals and keeping you on track, you know, um, it's going to make such a massive difference. For sure, yeah. Um, so what is some of, I know you, you mentioned just before we come on the, the call there that currently get an injury just now, but what is the, when's the next big goal? What's the next thing that you're, you're working towards at the moment? What's kind of in the pipeline for you for 2020, Matt? Yeah, so I'm, I'm going to compete again, um, hopefully, as long as, you know, I don't deploy or anything such like that. But uh, yeah, I, uh, I, I want to do a couple shows this year. Um, I was originally planning on doing a show in May here locally. Uh, well, it's a couple hours away, but yeah. Um, but with my back issues, you know, I have a herniated disc right now. So 
I'm kind of taking it easy. It's actually been about three weeks since I've been in the gym and I'm, I'm slowly dying inside, but yeah, it's not worth, uh, it's not worth hurting myself permanently. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm just waiting on some MRIs and, you know, x-rays right now to see what the next step is, but, uh, just, uh, yeah, some lower back issues, but once I get through this, I'll, I'll pick another show uh, or another two shows probably. And I, I like doing my shows back to back, but yeah, so I'm going to do another two shows this year. And, um, last year I was one place off qualifying for nationals. Nice. And, uh, so this year my goal is to qualify for nationals and nice. then hopefully compete in nationals next year. And, uh, yeah, so that's, that's my goal. Was that for that pro card in the future? Hopefully. Yeah, hopefully that's, uh, that's one of my goals. So, um, I just know it takes some time, you know, you gotta, you gotta keep, keep adding to your physique and keep, keep building. And I'm still well under my weight limit for my class. My, my weight limit for my class is 248. And, uh, I, my last show I was 237. So I still got a ways to that. I can get bigger. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so just keep, keep adding on and hopefully by the time I compete in nationals, I'm, I'm pushing my weight limit because then, you know, th- then that just means I'm pushing like as big as I can be. So, yeah. yeah. So that's, uh, that's my goal is eventually to get my pro card, but for this year it's to qualify for nationals. Sounds good, mate. I like those goals and we're going to wrap things up. And, I, and again, it just comes down to setting big goals. You know what you want. You want that pro card. You're taking the steps daily, weekly, monthly, and you're willing to say, do you know what? This is going to take a few years, but so yep. you know, you fall in love with the process, and that's what it's all about. Your goal, whoever's listening, does not need to be to get a pro card and bodybuilding. Your goal might just be to be comfortable on the beach with your top off, like we said. Yeah. See if that's your goal. What do you do today? What do you do this week? What do you need to do this month that's going to get you to that goal? If you're someone yeah. who's maybe a slightly overweight and it might take a year, a year you know, maybe longer, then you still will get there. It's just that consistency we talked about as well. Maybe as someone who's aiming to get into the summer, just got consistency setting those goals. You know, book a holiday, fucking go for it, you know. Um, yeah. Get that deadline, then it's going to light a fire under you. Um, yeah. Book a photo shoot, commit, do something, you know, and it'll make a massive difference. Um, yeah. But how I like to end these, Matt, is with a top five. So I would like you to give if you don't mind, um, as our top five tips for anyone who is looking to compete in our show, but also works a full-time job. So what would your top five tips be to anyone who's looking to step on stage or get in a really serious good shape, um, but still works a full-time job? Okay. Um, yeah. So I think start at five. Probably finding finding a, a way to work around your schedule and and work uh, waking up early, um, yeah, waking up early, getting uh, getting getting some stuff done before your your shift or your 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 work. Um, I have found that that kind of pushes me a bit, and it, it um, I feel better during the day when I get something done before I go to work. You're, men- you're mentally checking something off as well. Yeah, just, yeah, it's you, huge. You've already accomplished something before you even set step foot in the gym and work. Just a quick second. Yeah. The leanest I ever got was doing morning cardio before I went to work. Now yeah. in the evenings, and just ticking that box in the morning felt fucking good. 
Like, yeah, it feels great. Yeah. Uh, and then I'd say four, um, probably getting a coach if you're going to compete. Um, because having a good coach that you trust is, it could be a, a game changer. Uh, just because most people, most average people, you know, like you said, you're working nine to five, you, you don't have the time to, or you don't, you know, you don't have the knowledge of lifting and nutrition to know exactly what you need. So if you get a coach that that's their job, you know, and it's somebody, it kind of takes the mental game out of it. Um, whereas you just, you just trust your coach. You can just kind of focus on whatever he's telling you to do. And you don't have to think about like, should I be eating this or should I be, you know, doing this much cardio? It's just, well, I got to trust my coach and just do what he says. It takes the mental kind of, uh, game out of it, especially for competing for me. Um, it just kind of lets you put your head down and work. And I, I really, I, I really, uh, I like that. And then I've switched coaches twice or once. Um, I had one coach for my first three shows and a different coach for my last two shows. And, um, there's nothing wrong with switching coaches. Uh, both my coaches were great in, in their own regards. Um, I just felt like with my second coach, I needed to kind of, um, get a little something different. And then my first coach, he competed, but he didn't compete in classic. And my current coach now, he actually just got his pro card last year. So, um, yeah, so that's uh, – just having a coach that you trust I think is huge. Uh, and then three, I would say uh, probably um, sleep. Getting, getting the right amount of sleep is huge um, because – as, as someone, as my coach pointed out to me last year, you don't actually make gains in the gym. You make gains from, from recovery yeah. and sleep and sleeping is a huge part of recovery. So, um, yeah, it's probably, I'd probably say sleep, uh, supplementation is in there too. I'd probably say actually supplementation is three and sleep is two. Um, but yes, uh, supplementation is, is important too. It's not it's not a miracle drug. It's not anything that's going to, um, make or break it. It, it could cause maybe a, a five to 10% difference. Yeah. But when you're competing a five to 10% difference Good. could be literally the difference between first and second place. Yeah. So, um, you know, just, uh, getting some advice on your supplements, whether that's from a coach or a friend or somebody who knows or someone who works at the store or something. But, um, I don't know. Some of my favorites are CLA, and, um, I take carnitine L carnitine before, um, uh, as like a pre-workout and as pre-cardio. Um, those are some really good ones. Fish oil for your joints, um, a good multivitamin. Um, yeah. So, uh, there's a, uh, there's one called dim. Uh, I don't, there's a, there's a, it has a really long name, but you can, if you just search for dim, like D I M, um, that's a really good one for your, like your liver and um your vitals and stuff and then a good um digestive enzyme uh digestive enzymes can help a lot with how your abs look so um that's another big one too so yeah i probably say nutri uh supplementation three uh sleep is two and then um number one i i would just say is uh i mean it it, it all comes down to motivation like in 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 drive and consistency and when you, when you combine motivation and consistency, that's when you get results. Yeah. And, uh, the consistency, yeah, consistency and motivation are probably number one hand in hand. Uh, just knowing why you're doing what you're doing 
and knowing why you want to achieve that goal is huge. Um, cause if you have no reason to do it, you know, you're not going to, you're not going to push yourself as hard. You're not going to wake up at four in the morning to go to cardio. You're not going to, you know, make sure that you're eating that chicken and, you know, rice every two hours. Cause that, you know, who wants to do that? Yeah. Uh, but just knowing that like, uh, yeah, your food is a, like your food is a tool to look a certain way and to feel a certain way. So, but anyways, yeah, nutrition, uh, all of that, but consistency and, uh, motivation is probably number one. Excellent. Love it, mate. Excellent yeah. talk right there, Matt. Really, really enjoyable conversation there. Yeah, uh, it was great. Thanks very much for that. Um, so do you want to let us know where we can find you on Instagram, things like that? Again, it will be in the show notes below. If you can just shout all that out or anything else you want to mention just before we... Yeah. Um, it's really just my Instagram right now for my fitness. Um, but it's uh, 50 Shades of Way. Uh, 50, uh, the, the five zero underscore Shades of Way. Um, yeah, Matthew Hill, is the, you'll see it all on there. Um, but yeah, I, I, I post more when I'm on prep. So not posting a lot right now, but, uh, especially being injured, but yeah, so that's, that's it. Just the 50 shades of way. And, um, kind of, <laughs> kind of thought it was funny when I first started out oh, and then I started yeah. gaining, then I started gaining quite a bit of followers and I was like, well, I can't change it now because that's how people know me. So <laughs> I like it, mate. I like it. Yeah. Um, yeah. But no, absolute pleasure, Matt. Thank you very much for coming on. Final yeah. For anyone, if you leave a review or screenshot and tag me in your stories, completely free coaching call. And also the, the Fat Loss Guide for 95ers will be linked in the show notes below. And Matt, it's been an absolute pleasure, mate. Thank you very much for coming on. Um, and we will speak to you all later on. All right, sounds good. You've been listening to Fitness for 9 to Fivers with Andrew Marsham. You're a grown-ass human being. You have a job, maybe two kids errands bills a wife friends and while the excuse list gets bigger so does your waist that's where andrew comes in until next time find andrew on facebook at andrew.marsham.737 and on instagram at andrew marsham underscore fitness to reach out to andrew send an email at amfit1993 at gmail.com We'll see you next time.